0: What up, YEG? Welcome back to another episode of City of Champions podcast, where I talk with the most interesting people in Edmonton from the world of sports, business, and the arts. Today, I sat down with Kaylor Betts. Now, many of you know Kaylor as the driving force behind TMP Fitness. Many of you also probably are aware that it abruptly closed its doors this summer after expanding into a new location. What you likely don't know is why this happened. There's been a lot of shade thrown Kaler's way for closing down TNP, and that's been fueled by gossip, speculation, and negativity. Nobody wakes up in the morning thinking that they're a bad person, and we're all doing the best we can within our own consciousness. This is vital to understand. Today, I wanna give you listeners an opportunity to hear from Kaler himself about his reality, overcoming adversity, and then forging on with more wisdom, motivation than ever before. So let's get into it with Kayler. Kaylor Betts, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. How I'm are honored you? To, honored to be here, Shane. Yeah, you're my uh, the first guest in my new office. Oh, nice. What do you think? Uh, it's beautiful,
1: man, it's beautiful. Maybe it needs a little bit of a touch up, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, it's got a lot of potential, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: a lot of blank space to paint on the canvas. No, I love it. So for my audience here, I'm gonna give you a nice glowing introduction, which mm-hmm. I typically do with people, but they're not here to hear me, they're here to hear you, so tell us a little bit about yourself, what's your yeah. origin story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get a lot into it, so maybe I'll just give the, the Coles notes right now, but uh, my name is Kayler Betts, uh, I'm an entrepreneur in Edmonton, and uh, I just recently uh, closed down a business that I had been working on for for five years, we had been operating for four, uh, it was called TMP Fitness, and it was a private gym here in Edmonton. And uh, yeah, so that that's kind of my the career side of things. Um, I think personally, what uh, people could who don't know me, um, what they could maybe know about me is um, I'm just absolutely addicted to growth and getting better every day. And um, you know, I'm constantly learning. I'm I'm obsessed with books and podcasts, and uh, then I'm also on the other side of things, obsessed with obsessed with uh, putting that stuff into action, and, and uh, you know, I, I want to um, get to a point where I, uh, you know, have a, a business that is successful that gives me a platform for the life that I want to lead.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely, and you can tell, like, you're... you're your desire to grow and improve consistently was so obvious when we met for coffee or yeah. lunch last week. I mean, we nerded out about all the podcasts that
1: we listened to. Yeah, and I love nerding out with that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah.
0: So, what got you into fitness in the first place? I know everyone's eager to hear about TMP, but let's 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 warm them up a little bit here. What yeah. got you into fitness? Did you play in any sports growing up? Or? Yeah,
1: I was really involved in sports. Uh, big basketball player. Um, you know, really into basketball. Really passionate about that. Growing up, um, played decently high level. I played like provincial basketball and I ended up going to uh, play on uh, Grant McEwan. So college uh, basketball.
0: Let me ask you something about basketball. Because sure. as a hockey player, when you're young, <laughs> like ten to fifteen to sixteen, everyone thinks they're going to make the NHL. Yeah, or at least everyone wants to. And whether they're lying to themselves or not, yeah. that's the plan. Is it the same way with basketball? Or are you like, man, I'm going to play in the NBA one day?
1: No, it's 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 a great question. Uh, not really. Um, I think maybe for some people, um, I'm kind of a realist uh, with basketball. Unfortunately, it's not like hockey. Uh, there's very few Canadians that play in the NBA. Uh, there's very A few Canadians that even go to play the NCAA, which is a step down from the NBA. So uh, for me, my goal was uh, university ball. That's kind of like where, you know, I guess a realistic uh, goal would be, but still also a very kind of honorable goal would be to get to in the the basketball uh, field, at least in Canada. So that was kind of my goal. But no, it wasn't to play in the NBA. Did you end up playing
0: college, university Yeah, I
1: played college at Grant McEwen, um, and I dropped out, which uh, we'll probably get get to. Uh, School was not really my strong suit, and uh, uh, I would have loved to have played university. I I do feel I could have, but Mm -hmm. um, schooling was a factor in that. You need to have good grades to play university ball, and I just didn't have that, so.
0: Yeah, so I mean, obviously the fitness goes hand in hand with basketball. When when did you and are you more of like a like a gym kind of pump and iron guy or are you more
1: of like a functional lifestyle working out well, doing some outdoor indoor stuff? Well, I'll go I'll go back to what you originally asked uh, as far as how I got into the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, you know, I mentioned I wasn't good in school. Um, I actually didn't graduate high school. I was three credits short of graduating high school. Um, and uh, how
0: did you get into Miquin then?
1: Uh, As a mature student, sorry, sorry, no, that's a good question. I was upgrading at Grant McEwen because it was, uh, they have Alberta College there, which is associated with Grant McEwen, where you can take high school courses. Yeah. And then it's associated with Grant McEwen. So I was able to play on the team, luckily. Uh, Grant McEwen was pretty much the only option in that way. Um, So, yeah, so I ended up uh, taking high school courses, upgrading at Alberta College, and playing on the uh, basketball team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I ended up uh, dropping out. I, I just couldn't get my head around the school thing. and uh, Yeah, know. and that's fair. why well, pound a square peg into a round hole, yeah, right? Yeah. Find where you fit. E- exactly. So um, for me, I was a little bit lost. And, you know, to be really honest with you, I, I grew up um, very insecure about my intelligence because the uh, system that we have to measure success growing up told me I was a failure, right. right? Like it told me that, you know, I was three credits short of graduating. And even despite... A decent amount of effort uh, I I failed in that regard so I, I literally thought that I was dumb like mm-hmm. I, I thought I was very unintelligent so but yet I always had this burning desire to live an extraordinary life and do extraordinary things and I always wanted to be like someone who uh, touched a lot of people in many ways and built something incredible mm-hmm. so I had this this really weird paradox of like okay I, I don't believe in my abilities but I'm Super ambitious to accomplish uh, things and for some reason I just had this epiphany one day like I was um, I'm good at physical things. I'm good at fitness, right? So why not teach people how to you know, and there's a lot of opportunity. It's a growing business or right. a growing industry so yeah, so I, I got into um to, to fitness and it was funny because it was the first time that I ever felt. We, what do you got to call it? Turn yeah, that thing off. Come on, man. Sorry, I, I don't know Hollywood over here. Sorry, <laughs> It's, all right. it's, it's, all it's all right. my first podcast. You got to give me a company. First, to, here. first and many. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep rolling uh, with it. But uh, yeah, so I um I got into fitness and I immediately knew right away I was I was good at it and there was some potential there and, right. and I got that kind of feedback. And It was like the first time in my life. I was good at something other than sports like I was good at something that could potentially Lead to me achieving something extraordinary and I absolutely like got addicted to it That's right. That's my personality when I get into something I I get into it very heavily and yeah So that's kind of how I got into it you asked me secondly if I'm kind of a lifter or a functional guy. I started off as a lifter. Yeah. I was about forty five pounds heavier than I am today. Seriously? Yeah, of pure muscle. So, so what do you weigh now, and and what did you weigh? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm anywhere I'm usually i sitting around one ninety three. Okay. Yeah, one ninety three, um, which is like a good weight for me. I like being around that. Dang. I like being under two hundred. You're um, a lean one ninety three too. Yeah, really right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, lean. Like I I'd like to be maybe a little leaner, a little more muscle mass, but. Um, but, yeah, so I, I was like two two 235, I think, was maybe my heaviest. Wow. And so, um, yeah, so, and it was, I was really into bodybuilding and, mm-hmm. and just lifting. And, you know, I just wanted to be huge and ripped. And, you know, right. as a young guy, that you think that's going to give you more confidence. And then, yeah, and then as my career went on, it started to become more into the functional th- mm-hmm. side of things and, and really actually started caring about my body. And, and I realized that, like, oh, girls don't all really like the like huge like macho uh, (laughs) it all comes back to girls hey. yeah juice. Yeah, it it really does I started working out revolves around (laughs) in grade 10 I
0: started working out because the girl I really liked and my best friend liked the same girl she chose him and then a week later comes back to me and is like you know I chose the guy who had the looks and the athleticism but really I liked your personality more and I was just it was like a backhanded compliment though I just thought okay that's that's nice but hit the gym and decided then to never let physical fitness ever be a be a constraint to me getting someone
1: that I wanted to get you know 100%. what I mean yeah, that, that's a good call Shane it's one of those things you got to have good intentions going into it and cosmetically is all, cos, you know my motivation in the gym will always have an aspect of cosmetics but mm-hmm. you know for the most part it's now it's more about stress release and feeling better and yeah. health and longevity and stuff like that
0: yeah. well I think too what you realize is that if your goal is just to be the biggest or the whatever the most this or the most yes. that your competition is so massive. Like you're never gonna (laughs) be the biggest. You're never gonna be the fastest. No matter how driven you are, some people just have the physical ability to do that and some don't.
1: So and and I I check my ego at the door too when I go in the gym. Like I literally like and I I actually think some people look at me who know that I'm a trainer and know what I do and they see what I'm doing and they're probably like, What are you like he must be rehabbing from an injury or something. (laughs) Like, you know, I I just check my ego at the door. I don't try and lift the heaviest I try and lift heavy, but I I really more focus on doing things with a purpose. And sometimes that's like really losing the ego and like actually doing things properly instead of trying to show off. Right. you know. So, so when you started getting into training people then, how rewarding was that? I mean, you said that was your passion. Amazing. Um, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but it was amazing. I um, the, the first story that really got me, you know, I mentioned that I, I really... Found out that I had some potential in the industry is I had uh, a gentleman. He was a lawyer 45 years old He was my first client and uh, we used to do one of my first clients. We used to do weigh-ins every week He wanted to lose 50 pounds. He wanted to be under 200 pounds Uh, He had a a mentally handicapped uh, kid who or um, uh, he had a child who was in a wheelchair actually physically handicapped Mm -hmm. and uh, he had to carry him around a lot carry him up the stairs and And he, as he was getting older, he was finding that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, he was having trouble. He came to me with a really strong why, really strong purpose. And, uh, we did weigh-ins every week and we always tried to lose one to three pounds every week. And, uh, we got to a point where he had lost a ton of weight and he was almost at the under 200 pound mark. And I think he was 201 or, or whatever. And, uh, he, um, Came into my office on the weigh-in day, and uh, I think our goal for that uh, uh, week specifically was to be under two hundred pounds. So yeah. He stepped on the scale, and he was about one ninety-nine, <laughs> and uh, it was you know it was incredible. I thought, wow, like it was my fir- first first fifty-pound client. Yeah. Um. So he stepped on the scale, and he gets off the scale, and his head's down, and he's not really looking at me or anything, and he kind of wasn't saying anything, and I was jacked, and I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like what like, why aren't you, uh, why aren't you excited? So I I said, hey, like, is everything okay? Like, are you doing okay? And he looked up at me, and he had tears in his eyes, Wow. you know, and just, here's a, I'm a 19-year-old punk who just thinks I'm like, you know, trying to to figure my life out, Yeah. you know, just trying to apply something I already know a little bit of, and I really didn't, uh, you know, and he said to me, he said, I haven't been under 50, or sorry, I haven't been under 200 pounds in like 15 years or something like that obviously getting very emotional. And, uh, you know, I was starting to get emotional. And from that, I'll never forget that moment. That was the moment that I, I said to myself, like, Kayla, there's something here. Like you are, you know, this is a sign and this is something that you should be doing. So I hope that answered the question that that is kind of what really, I didn't realize the impact that I was having on people. And that's right. one of the great things about the training industry is you're truly, truly, um, uh, really positively affecting people's lives. Like, right. Big time. Right. I
0: don't think we ever, well, especially when we're younger, realize how much of an impact we have on other people we are so self-centered and oh, just going through our lives yeah. and, you know, me, me, me. And yeah. and I think priorities shift as you, as you age, but for you to realize that at 19 years old is, is pretty tremendous. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about another client of yours. I was reading up sure. on by the name of Scotty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Scotty Murgart. Oh man. That's um, yeah. I mean, talk about emotion. I, I just, he is just he means the world to me uh i call him one of my mentors i guess i'll i'll maybe give yeah give us scotty's backstory people who don't know scotty has down syndrome Mm -hmm. um scotty's pretty much the exact same age as me i met scotty in uh, junior high Uh, we went to the same junior high together and um you know, I I, I kinda took a, a liking to him right away. We we were best buds even in junior high and you know, there were some instances where he was getting picked on and you know, I was sticking up for him and you know, even even though I was a kind of a, a punk myself at that age, I I um I still deep down just had this uh, connection with him and I just I just wanted to be his friend, you know, he's he's um, if you met him you'd kinda understand he's a infectious person. But anyways, yeah, we, our relationship grew uh, throughout junior high and high school. He was on my junior high basketball team, and uh, he was, in high school, he was kind of the ball boy, towel boy, mm-hmm. kind of the Joey Moss of, uh, right. you know, and, and he looks up to Joey Moss. Joey Moss is a... That's fantastic. He, he loves Joey Moss. And um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so, um, yeah, so our, we got really close in high school, um, and uh, I got really close with his family. Then when I went to go play at Grant McEwen, he was the ball boy at Grant McEwen, and he's been there for like 15 years or something in- insane like that. So he's really a big part of the Grant McEwan Basketball uh, Association. And uh, yeah, so <clears throat> then when I went into the fitness industry, his mom approached me one day and asked me if I would train him. And I obviously said I, w- I jumped all over it. And uh, our relationship from then on grew even stronger. Uh, to the point where we became, you know, he's one of my best friends, you know, if, if I got married tomorrow, he'd, he'd be in my, my wedding party, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, he is um, th- the best way I can describe why I call him one of my mentors and why he's just a incredible part of my life is because he just gives you a whole new perspective on life. He um, He's one of those people that um, I wrote an article for YG Fitness not too long ago. And I talked about a situation where I was very stressed out at work one day and I was training him and I almost called and canceled to his mom, but I just stuck it out and I was just worrying about the dumbest things, you know, just business formalities, just Mm -hmm. stupid things that don't even matter, you know, getting stressed and just all that stuff. And he came up, he walked in the door and he always has this huge smile on his face. And, uh, it's like I said, it's infectious. (laughs) And he always says to me, he says these two words that, that literally could change your life. It's this, he just says, "Kayler, relax, <laughs> you know, and he's got this huge smile on his face and it's, it's just the way he said it, says it, it's just so cute. And, uh, so anyways, I, I was sitting there and he noticed that I was being a little bit aggravated and, mm-hmm. and he sat down and he looked at me and he just said, Hey, Kayla, relax. And I like, literally it sounds, you know, kind of a little stereotypical or cheesy, but it literally, that moment changed my life because it, it one of my favorite quotes is life is too important to take seriously and he is a great example of he just doesn't take life too seriously he doesn't worry about the same problems that most of us are worrying about day in day and day out mm-hmm. and uh you know we get so caught up in all this crap that really doesn't even matter and and he just wants to come in and have a good time and and love and connect and and that's really, I don't know, it's something that I think we can all take notes from. For well, sure. absolutely. I mean, like a, a simpler
0: outlook on life, I think, would suit a lot more of us. And, and it's just 100%. incredible that we're so fortunate to get those lessons from people whose, whose personalities and spirits shine through. Absolutely. F- funny, funny quote I heard about uh, Joey Moss is someone said he's... He's the most famous person in Edmonton who doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, hundred
1: percent. You know, and it's funny. Like Scotty's a little bit the same way too. Like he doesn't. You know, I don't think he. Re- Maybe he does. I hope he does. I hope he realizes the impact that he has. You know, and Joey Moss is a great example of that. Like it, you're. <laughs> that's just hilarious, and it's so true. He's he's one of those people you meet, you'll never forget him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope he knows the impact that he has for sure.
0: So between. Scotty
1: and your other
0: client you've got the you've got the juices burning or the the end yeah. burning to to start
1: your own fitness company So take us into TMP. Yeah, so um, at that point I you know again going back to I always wanted to do something extraordinary in life and um, I'm one of those people that if I if I do something I have to do it big mm-hmm. uh, it, even sometimes that even hurts me uh, but um, yeah, I, I got into it i got very am- ambitious about it i started to learn a lot about the industry and started building up a, a really good clientele and being very successful at it and were you training people out of it so i i first started working at world health mm-hmm. on it was actually called club fit back in those days um <laughs> i sound so old saying that that's funny but club fit wow club that fit, that's yeah. a real thinker of a name yeah right? club fit clever clever <laughs> then name. world health bought it out and all that stuff but then I went over to Good Life. So I spent a couple years working in just box gyms and mm-hmm. it was great. It got my feet wet and taught me about the industry and stuff like that. But then it was like, okay, what do I do to take this to the next level? That's kind of the way I am. It's like, I'm always looking for what's the next step. Mm-hmm. If you're not growing, you're dying type of thing. And so then I, I started my own little business working at a rec centers that allowed me to be a sole proprietor and, and have my own business, make my own schedule and, and build up a client base. And that was great. That was basically the first business. Well, one of the first businesses I ever started. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was awesome. I started having to go out and get my own clients. And that's when I learned about marketing and branding and stuff. Um, yeah. So that was great. Did that for a couple of years. And then I got the opportunity to, I found a space that I could open up TMP in Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was you know, excited and ambitious and I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I just thought, you know, let's do this. You know, I was just I had a fire under my butt and I was yeah. like, Let's do this. I wanna be an entrepreneur, I wanna own my own business, I wanna build something extraordinary, I wanna take this thing across the country, I wanna conquer the world basically and for timeline's sake, what year was this? This was two thousand and thirteen. Okay. I believe, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it would have been like five, five years ago. I, yeah. So, yeah. So I opened up the facility. I worked so hard. It took me about six to eight months ish. And, uh, you know, I was working just stupid hours and pulling all nighters. And, uh, I remember I set up a little office in this building before it was, it was just a dump. Like, you know, there was demo all over the place. And, and I remember just planning, like thinking, you know, I just, just dreamed every day of like planning this business that I had. No one knew what the hell I was doing and, and that was exciting. And then, yeah. And then after, I don't know, I think it was like eight months of kind of planning and getting all of that together and doing what it took to open it up. I finally launched it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was cool. It started off pretty good. Like it, you know, I, I kind of surprised myself and, and, uh, yeah, I, it, it was good. So that was kind of the, the roots and the start of TMP.
0: What was the landscape of the fitness community like back then? Was it as kind of fervent as it is now? That's was a it-
1: great question. Um, no, it was actually... Um, it was different in a lot of ways back then. The, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind was it was not as saturated. I still don't think it's really too saturated, but it wasn't as crowded. Um, we were truly... one. Like I, I'll never forget, I remember... Uh, We hustled in the beginning, like we were texting and calling and Facebook messaging and emailing people, like, "Hey, come out to our classes!" You know, we just started this new thing called TMP. Come out to our group classes, and and I remember, I'll never forget. People didn't know what they were getting into. Like, it wasn't (laughs) like honestly, most people hadn't been to like a a group class or a hit class, which is what we specialized in. Right. Most people didn't know what the hell they were getting into. Nowadays. 90 percent of people around our age have gone to some sort of group class right right? or hit class or boot camp or something like that so that was one of the biggest and personal training too it wasn't as wasn't as well known like people didn't know what they were getting into right so you think it's more in vogue now to go and try and become a personal trainer or have a personal trainer no question it's grown i still think you know people some people don't know what they're getting into but you know, it's not uncommon to know. I I think everyone knows a a handful of people who have either had a personal trainer or been in group classes or go to group classes, you know, consistently. But back then we were kind of just in the, it wasn't like a completely unknown industry. It already had some feet and some legs, no question, but it was still a little bit like, okay, what do you guys exactly do? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah.
0: So It seems like there's a lot more specialization now. Like, you know, there's, there's, bar class or there's, you know, like if you're into a certain sport, you train that way well, versus just one size fits all for a physical regimen.
1: Yeah. Cause from like a, a business standpoint, that's just the smarter thing to do. You know, once you, when you get into a crowded space, niching is like the smart thing to do. And that would be one of my kind of things. If, if I had to go back and mm-hmm. do it all over again, I would, I would niche for sure because that's just the smarter way of doing things. Right. you know. And so, those are who's killing yeah. it. The YAG cycles, uh, the yoga, the moksha yoga studio, like anyone who has that niche is, yeah. they're the ones that are killing it, right? But they, I always wonder with those places, is that not just a fad? Like are, yeah, and that, that will that they hit it a, hard
0: for two, three years and then really die
1: out. So that would be my fear is, is the inability to be able to pivot, mm-hmm. you know, um, and not to criticize these companies because they're doing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, got it. Um, all the power to them but my fear in in something like that would be yeah i mean like is that good i think yoga is a bit of a different story i don't think yoga is going anywhere it's really stuck since it yeah. came, came up it, like 10 years ago yeah, well, or because it's like a religion man yeah. like and i don't mean yoga people treat it but i mean religion in the fact that people like get so immersed in it that mm-hmm. they're just they it's their life um, but yeah that if you really niche um, that would be my fear is like you know well, is it going to be around in five years? And then if it's not, how do you pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you are the company for that niche. So, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately this is leading into, uh, you know, my thoughts on the fitness industry and kind of why I, you know, struggled with it near the end. And, you know, that's kind of... So, so back to the
0: story of the timeline here. So mm-hmm. you started TMP, you got into your own gym. It was going well for a few years and then... What happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was on cloud nine for probably three years. I mean, the business was going great, and um, we starting to get popular on social media, and you know, I was starting to meet some, you know, bunch of new people, and people were starting to pat me on the back, and and I was seeing lots of new faces come in and all that stuff. As
0: someone who struggled, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. this is important at this point in time. As someone who struggled with kind of confidence when you were younger, and mm. and you know, this must have just been so. Vindicating, you must have felt so good that you're like, "Hey, I'm not an idiot.
1: Like, uh, I'm actually good at stuff." Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, which was a pro and a con. The pro was that it was actually giving me some realization, like, "Kayler, you actually are doing some really intelligent things, and you you actually, um, you know, have a lot of potential." Um, the con was that I was equating my self worth to the business. Yeah. So. The business turned into me, yeah. right? Right. And if I, if the business wasn't going well, then I wasn't doing interesting, well, you know? okay? So, okay, you were you living
0: know. it to the extreme,
1: yeah. I mean, and I, I think a lot of business owners can relate to that. I mean, when you open up a business, it's your life, like right. it is literally hands down the only thing you have going on in your mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, I don't care what anyone says unless you start a little side thing or whatever, but yeah, you could become completely immersed in it. And for me, it was. Because my ambition came from a little bit of insecurity, and Mm -hmm. I'm being really honest about that, I think most, I mean a lot of very successful people are very insecure. Mm -hmm. Their ambition comes from like some sort of- Chip on your shoulder. Chip on the shoulder or something that happened when they were young or whatever. And I embrace that. There's nothing
0: wrong with that. If you can use that to your advantage, but the key is, and I think like you said, don't let it bring you down, only let that bring you up, right? Yes,
1: so I had to maintain an identity outside of TMP, and mm-hmm. that was a really hard thing for me. It was really hard too, because in social settings, I mean, Edmonton's so small, right, especially yeah. because we're a flashy business on social media. Everywhere I went, I, I, people were like, how's TMP, like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks like it's doing so amazing, blah, 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 and it was great, um, you know, for the ego, but mm-hmm. um, I started to think like, wow, like I am TMP because before TMP, like, you know, I was, I guess I was a popular guy and I had lots of friends and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I, it was different. Yeah. It was different. People start to treat you differently and, and stuff. And, so that was the dangerous part about it. Um, I forget your question. Yeah, there really the, was no question, yeah. and it
0: was a tangent, and you were doing really good there. Oh, you, you
1: asked what happened eventually happened. Right? Well, yeah,
0: exactly. So so get us into into the new, bigger location.
1: Yeah, so I, I ran myself into the ground uh, at that point. I uh, was very, very uh, burnt out um, from just all the highs that had been going on, and I just got more addicted to it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. This yeah. is going to be this you know, this has so much potential and I, I got to make this work. And I ran myself, I burnt myself out completely. I started to do very uncharacteristic things like, uh, you know, drink more than I usually did and, and eat, you know, I went off the way I ate mm-hmm. and started to gain weight. And like, it was, it was one of those things that I, cause I was so stressed out and I was so anxious about yeah. things that it, you know, I started kind of uh, self medicating with, with, you know, Alcohol and and food and um, not working out as much as I normally do and you know stuff like that and I didn't even realize it and then all of a sudden I'm just like wow like I just came to a point where I was like man I what am I doing to myself right, right. it's like I just blinked and I was like in this completely different position. Um, so in the last year of TMP, I started to lose passion for the industry and Mm -hmm. I've been in denial about that for a while. I've been ashamed to tell people, especially in the industry and my clients and, um, but I've now come to a realization that I'm not going to be ashamed of it anymore. And I'm going to just admit and be authentic and real about it like I I lost passion for the industry right but
0: what was so damaging is that you tried to keep up yeah the appearance or keep up the the business right even though you weren't really into your heart wasn't into
1: it I, I got into it so passionate about fitness and nutrition and I honestly ended up realizing that my passion was business yeah so I was in this position where like I was so in love with running the business um, but I like I didn't enjoy immersing myself in the fitness nutrition industry. I'll always be passionate about fitness and nutrition for myself. Right. But immersing myself in it every single day was very difficult. This is why I'm very adamant to some people. Some people seem to be able to pull it off, but most people I don't think the advice of following is very, you know, controversial and paradoxical, but I don't think the advice of following your passion is the right advice.
0: Whoa, bombshell. Okay, <laughs> let's talk more I about that. That was actually one of my questions. Okay. I wanted to ask you, what important truth do very few people agree with you on? So this is great. Yeah, let's...
1: that's a great question. That's a long list. <laughs> um, I have a lot of things that I'm kind of... Contrarian. Counter- on. I'm countercultural in a lot of ways. That's but, great. Um, I, um, I don't think... I mean, I always use the uh, example of if, if you were a, a, a snowboarder, right? If you were so passionate about snowboarding, but if you had to snowboard for 40 to 80 hours, uh, hours a week for the rest of your life, you'd probably end up hating it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I followed my passion and that's exactly what happened. I've completely immersed myself in it. I, I worked day in, day out on that industry and I ended up hating it. I think, in my opinion... You should and I I'm not going to take credit for this. I heard this from I don't know who it could have been ferris It could have been cuban. I can't remember but um, Someone said, uh, don't follow your passion follow what you're curious about and I know we chatted about that in our, our coffee yeah. last week Um, I really really like that. I think you follow what you're curious about What makes you curious because you're always going to be curious about it and you continue that and then from there if you can build a business or a career that Gives you everything you need financially lifestyle wise Then you can go out and do your passion when you want to not when you have to right, right? so I Guarantee you there will be a day where I build a business on something. I'm curious about um, that I'm not necessarily like super passionate about and and all that I guarantee you I will then go back into the fitness and nutrition and do it very recreationally and enjoy it more than I ever have, mm-hmm. you know, so that that's my take on it. I would give that advice to any kid or any person's just starting out. I just don't think, and, and here's the other thing too, is especially if you want to get into something lucrative, pa- following your passion can make you blind, right? Like, it, it, you know, because too you're, emotional. Yeah. Too emotional. Yeah. And, and, like if you you know, and hey, if you want to follow your passion, all the power to you. Some people seem to be able to pull it off. But if you want to get into something lucrative and something that's going to give you the resources that you need to be able to live the life you want, don't get blinded by going into your passion. Go into something that is lucrative and something that's going to give you what you want. You're still going to enjoy it. I'm not saying you can't. you, yeah. you got to enjoy it. If you go into something boring that you want to pull your hair out doing... But that's why I say curious. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you follow your passion, your passion was basketball at one point. Doesn't yes.
0: matter how many hours a day you practice. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, if if you haven't got that innate talent that's going to take you to the next level, you could shoot free throws for twelve hours a day in yeah. practice, and you're still not going to be a pro basketball player. 100%. So it's in your best interest to pivot, go with something curious like you did. Mm-hmm. You went into fitness, and and that's a perfect
1: that's a perfect example of, of following what you're curious about. Yeah. So that's my take on the whole passion thing. I feel very strongly about it. I, I learned it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately what, what I how I feel about it. As far as TMP and losing passion for the industry, again, was losing uh, passion for it. Uh, not afraid to admit it now. Um, so I was really struggling um, with what I should do. But I was also in denial that like, you know, I was kind of putting it to the back burner. I thought, Kayla, you've already invested this money. You've already invested so much time. Yeah. Uh, Reputationally, you're very invested as well too. To double down on it. Edmonton's a very, so I'm like double down on it. I use the analogy of like, you know, it was kind of like a, a struggling, um, when a a married couple has a baby when they're struggling in their marriage to save it. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, You know, I, I, I truly thought, you know, when I, I looked for spaces for about four months, when I found this space, it was, um, it was very, um, when I, I, you know, we got great terms and, um, when I ended up negotiating and signing it, it was, I, I I literally thought it would change the game. It was my, it was my dream location. It was, if you would have told me five years ago that I would have had a business that was in a location, I mean, it was almost uh, 8,000 square feet. It mm. was, you know, it was one of the nicest private gyms in the city and, and I th- literally thought it would change the game. Yeah. And I got in there and I completely burnt myself out opening it up. Um, very ambitious about it and just ran myself into the ground. And when I got in there, I thought everything would change. Yeah. And uh, I bet you, you can guess how I felt. <laughs> now, <laughs> you, that, you, yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry, I want to, I do want to add one thing. I do want to be very clear on that. Um, the reason why TMP uh, closes its, its doors was not solely based on the fact that I lost passion for the industry. Um, moving into the new location, we had a lot of complications. Right. Um, I'm owning up to, I made some uh, bad business decisions, I made some mistakes. Uh, that ultimately put the business in a, you know, vulnerable position mm-hmm. uh, It was struggling initially off the bat um, We opened up in our slowest time of the year because we couldn't get permits from the city um, I had some other things that I was really banking on that didn't work out. Yeah, um, so I do want to be clear it was a combination of me losing passion for the industry not being happy going to work every day being completely burnt out and mm-hmm. tired and then on top of that, now I have a struggling business in this new location and if I wanna make this work, I'm gonna have to double down and get to work like crazy and also put myself in a financial, a very tough financial position and take on a lot of risk. Right. Um, so it was a combination of both. It wasn't just me being like, you know, oh, I, I don't like this industry. Peace. See you later.
0: Yeah, well, you don't strike me as the type of guy to, to give up on anything and just, just cut your losses. So I mean, that's got to be incredibly challenging to have, you know, come into these tough business decisions, maybe a couple bad deals, which people make, right? You're still young and learning. And then double that, couple that with the fact that you're also losing passion in it and you've been burning
1: yourself out for the last few years like it's totally understandable that that would have happened yeah it was it was the worst position i've ever felt and i felt helpless and especially you know i was the 100 percent owner of tmp so i didn't have partners i could run this by or deal with this with or um i had a great team that um no question supported me but you know it's just a little different you know like ultimately at the end of the day you're responsible for everything and you have to take ownership of everything and it was it was really difficult to, um, be in that position. And, uh, it was the hardest months of my stretch of months of my life. And, uh, it was, yeah, it it just was, you know, it was, it was, it was surreal. It was like a blur. The whole thing was a blur. I was so emotionally upset mixed with, you know, struggling with deciding on what to do and everything. So yeah, it, it just was, it was very, very very difficult and um, yeah I yeah well I appreciate you uh, you sharing that I
0: know it's tough to relive that but you know it just kind of goes to show you you know even if you're struggling with things you shouldn't try and always muscle it out yourself right you know ask for help ask for advice you know what what would you do differently if you could go back I mean obviously with the passion gone you would kind of I don't want to say doomed to fail but it's obvious your heart was somewhere else but had you still been into it, what would you have done differently?
1: Um, With during the entire term of the business or like when it shut down or or near? Well, when you
0: first started hitting those business struggles, when you were like, this might not be a long-term thing anymore.
1: Um, I wouldn't have, um, I probably wouldn't have expanded as much as I, I would have been as fast as I would have. I would have been more content with just kind of staying in where we were. I would have niched. Yeah. for sure I would have found a niche and dialed in on that um, you know and uh, yeah I mean uh, to be honest I, I would have quit I, I would have stopped the business sooner right yeah. like it but that's tough because you don't ultimately near the end we were put in a position where the business just had to close but right. if I would have if I could have pre- prevented moving into that new facility I mean I definitely would have uh, done that that's Easy, like easier said than done though i mean like yeah you know but yeah I, I mean knowing when to quit is a very tough uh decision and tough topic it's um, very difficult and I, I think going back to be honest did i deal with everything perfectly no i mean i really didn't but i mean like it, if i if even if i did it again knowing now what i knew i wouldn't do it perfectly again it, yeah. it's, it was the most challenging thing i've ever been to there was so many Aspects. I was trying to make so many different people content and mm-hmm. not let people down, and I, then I was trying to help myself and and stuff like that. And um, so I'm yeah. gonna let this guy in. Hold <laughs> on one second. No worries.
0: Sorry about the interruption. That's no my worries. intern. No worries. No worries. He's all. gonna be filming the next one. Nice. We're going. We're going big. We're going onto YouTube, baby. I love it. um I love
1: it. So where are we at? Sorry
0: so to, to really sum up for people because I know when I told a few people that you'd be coming on my podcast what they're really curious about and I know you had the long Facebook post and, mm. and it, like you said in that it's just not really the forum to get into the intimate details about any specific situation mm. right yeah. um, but so people understand it was a combination closing down TMP was a combination of simply a lack of a changing of priorities in your life coupled with business decisions that kind of force your hand. Like you just, it, you know, that yeah, happens it, in life. Good
1: businesses shut down, right? Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a combination, that's a good way to put it, a combination of me really struggling with um, being happy doing what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and ultimately I always That's knew. what it's all
0: about, at the it, end it, of the day. It really is. And it sucks to put people out, it, but it, if they can't understand that it was negatively affecting your health, your psyche, your life, mm-hmm then that's really their own
1: problem. A hundred percent. I agree. Um, I, I I do want to emphasize, though, that it wasn't a hundred percent that. It, yeah. You know, I, I I could say it was that and I'm just, you know, but I, I also want to own up to it and, and say that, you know, the business was moving into that facility. It posed a lot of challenges and it put the business in a situation where if we were to go on it would have been an absolute uh, to be honest and frank nightmare i would have had to take on it uh, would have been a huge risk yeah uh, in my life and yeah i mean ultimately that's kind of uh, basically what happened again going into the details is kind of irrelevant ah, people point, that need to know it's your business yeah you know so um yeah so that was ultimately kind of you know that is the reason, really, at the end of the day, why we had to end up closing the doors, and it was uh, it was a tough situation. Again, did I deal with it and close it down perfectly? No, right. but um, I can sleep at night because I I truly did my best. You know, it's just a very difficult situation to be in. So what's interesting to to consider is
0: as bad as it seemed, shutting it down at the time that you did. Who knows what could have happened? Like you alluded to, like it would have been a lot worse had you waited. So I mean, really, For the time you were
1: at, you made the right decision. You had to... I had to rip the Band-Aid off, um, you know, and it's... Again, I I was working with very smart people. I'm... One of my strengths is I always consult with people who have been there before me and done it uh, Mm -hmm. and who were, quite frankly, just smarter than me, more experienced, and uh, I was working with very smart people in the situation, and ultimately, that was the best decision, and it was the, you know, and... uh, But again, there's the other side that, you know, the business was kind of forcing us to to make that decision as well, too. So, yeah, that's kind of the most authentic answer I can give.
0: How how good did it feel to finally share that Facebook post and to kind of start talking about these things because to live a, not a lie but just to live kind of a secret and to suffer with this for so long like it, it must have just been a wave of relief washing over you
1: it was it was literally every emotion in the book all at <laughs> once um I, so i um i wasn't going to make a post i w- the reason why i didn't want to is because i didn't want to come off like i was playing the sympathy story and like you know like a lot of times when people make these posts they get a lot of likes and a mm. lot of support and i just i I didn't want it to come off like i was trying to do that and and i also didn't need that to be honest at that point Uh, i had a lot of support with my very close friends that truly matter um and uh anyways i the reason why i ended up doing it is because i started to hear a lot of things uh people saying that uh you know uh oh i'm hearing this and i'm hearing that and some get a bunch of haters yes and some people that i thought would you know, reach out and chat, didn't really want to have anything to do with me and um I was very, very confused by that. You know, here I was, I, I lost everything I had worked for in five years. Mm-hmm. No one wanted T M P to thrive more than I did. Um I was at my lowest point and uh here I was people having a lot of mixed uh information and all this stuff and a lot of people were very curious. So I thought, you know what? I gotta do it. So I wrote this post um, and I went into it saying, you know what, because I had told you before I didn't want a sympathy story. I didn't want to uh, get a bunch of likes and stuff like that, And uh, although that was very nice. Um, so I told myself going in, I said, Kayla, if you're going to do this, you've got to own up to everything. you got to be very authentic yeah. to the point where your heart's going to be racing when you post it. And uh, I can honestly say that my heart has never been racing more than when I was about to... to click that uh, it's incredible that post button and it you know what the support that i got from it was amazing um i had people i literally spent an entire week spending hours and hours reaching back to people and connecting with people and um you know it, it wasn't all positive it was you know but there the support was overwhelming and i i it you know, a, a really cool thing about a situation like this, when you go through it, I, I would call it a, not a cool thing, but a it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You end up realizing who should be in your life and who shouldn't. And uh, I can honestly say that that was the best part about it was um, it wasn't an easy way of doing it, but it's the most effective way. And it's like a
0: some, controlled burn almost, you know, yeah, it's, it's so black and white when 100%. something shitty happens And then all of a sudden you see who's there for you and who's not yeah. and it's like a blessing Like you said, I say it, like, thank you for showing your true colors Now I can cut you out.
1: And, and again, like, you know, there were a lot of people that are when you build a business like that A lot of people rely on you and you, you have a lot of responsibility and and a lot of people are inconvenienced when uh, And hurt when a business like that shuts down Yeah um, so I don't, you know, I'm not saying that I needed to see support from everyone, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things that there were people that I truly thought were in this because, um, for obviously themselves, I mm-hmm. mean, that's first and foremost, what everyone, uh, is in it for, but also in it because they truly cared about me and my life. Um, and, uh, because there was a lot of people, I mean, everyone involved, whether it was clients, staff, uh, anyone, um, I, they weren't just involved in the TMP community because I wanted them as a staff member or a client. I truly cared about them. And right. I think, uh, and I can sleep good at night knowing that, you know, throughout the whole process, I, I showed that. Um, but it was one of those things that there's just some people that I truly thought, uh, we had a, a caring for each other, a true genuine caring for each other, that if TMP wasn't around that we would still be in contact and, um, some people have shown me that, you know, that doesn't seem to be true and things can always change. But um, so that, you know, that's that's just one of those things that it just that's what ends up happening. And then, and then I get random text messages from people who I don't even know. who yeah. Just say, I read your Facebook post and I just want to say that it hit me in the feels. And, or
0: invitations to podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like, think we I met you connected. twice yeah. before I even saw that. And then yeah. like I didn't know the story behind TMP at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just—it seemed like there was a lot more to it than what people were saying, and I just—you know—I'm the type of guy who operates best one on one. I just wanted to get to know you because totally. it's—you know—it seemed like a really, really good opportunity to maybe you know reach out to someone who, if you were—I didn't know if you were struggling or not—but you know, it's good good to see that you're in a super positive place about all of this now. And that kind of leads me to the next question of like, what, what's next for you? You know, you, you got
1: the George Washington post, <laughs> yeah. the, the quote. Yeah, uh, that's a good question, Shane. Uh, the The thing is, is I, I, I'll say a couple of things. I have, I've never had more fire inside me to, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes good. is um, hard times don't uh, build character, they reveal it. Right. And I, I, when I, when I was going through all this stuff and I felt at my rock bottom and I would lost everything I had worked for and uh, I was feeling very vulnerable, very insecure and felt like I had nothing. I I really thought about that quote and I said, you know what, Taylor, here's an opportunity to you can either let this take you down or you can um, absolutely show yourself and show everyone else that you will not be stopped and nothing can take you down and uh, use this as fire to continue to go. and. And it really has, as hard as it's been, it's ignited this fire inside of me that really kind of is almost like, you know what? I, I care about things less. Like yeah. I truly do. Like I, I, I care about the things that don't matter mm-hmm. less. Yeah, know? reprioritize. I, I reprioritize. It's really zoned into me what's truly important in life. I'm sticking to those fundamentals. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. I'm just going to really stick to those things and uh, use that fire to continue forward. The other thing I will say is, um, I'm not trying to keep it this big secret. Uh, I know it's not Edmonton's top news or anything, but you know some people are curious, obviously. Um, I'm not trying to keep what I'm doing next a secret because I wanna like do this stupid thing where I'm trying to build anticipation right. or whatever. Um, but um, if that happens, great, but the reason why I'm not fully saying what I'm doing next is because I just want to make sure that it's fully what I'm meant to do and what my next chapter is going to be. If, you know, I were to go out and tell everyone and post on social media and then, you know, in a month I realize this is not my next path. People might start to think, well, like Kayla, are you just one of those guys who just goes from thing to thing to thing? I'm truly not like that. I will say though, that I found something. Um, it's, uh, an online, uh kind of business. It's a very lucrative uh, business. Um, and, uh, I'm very excited to immerse myself in that. I already have, um, I've already started, um, working with clients and, uh, making money and, um, happy to say that it's started off really good. That's awesome. And I'm going to continue with, with going into that. And I'm probably only about a few weeks away from being comfortable enough to say, Hey, look guys, this is what I'm doing next. And I, I couldn't be more excited to To just build something, my slate is clean and I'm so excited to build something exactly the way I want to build it. Yeah, your your psyche
0: is reconciled, everything's out in the open. And, you know, who cares if you are the type of guy who wants to try a few things before something works, right? Totally. I mean, artists don't post pictures of their half completed paintings before you know, before they release them to the public. So if if what you're doing is building up before you're ready to present, all the
1: power to you, man. Like you know what most what what really got me through too is you know I I always seek out people who have the life I want, and successful people in all regards, not just financially, but um, and I like to meet with them. I like to get to know their life, their path, and you know out of the you know handful, more than a handful of people I know who truly have the life I want and are in the direction of where I want to get to um they all have this story you know they all have businesses that have failed they all have times where they lost everything and whether it was going bankrupt or losing their business or um, losing w- whatever they all have this story so that's settling to me and that's one thing i really realized like killer don't let this take you down like yeah. this is just part of the journey Every, everyone has this story it's so micro it's
0: the in the macro yeah. view of things like this one year or 4 years of your life mm-hmm. is so small yeah. How old are you? 28. 28? Yeah. It's it's inconceivable. That's a fifth of your life, pretty much. That's nothing. Totally.
1: It's really, really difficult to see that in the moment. Of I course. Think, so, Gary Vaynerchuk, who a lot of your listeners will know who that is. Um, Love Gary V on this yeah, show. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> getting him to call in next week. Everyone tune in. I, absolutely. Make <laughs> sure I'm here, too. Uh, you might need a censor uh, thing for him. but. Uh,
0: Dude, this is internet you can swear if you want really should we start over yeah. yeah you can say whatever you want <laughs> Okay, I love uh, although my mom she she's gonna listen to this too but yeah. it's just everyone but she complimented me on my last episode she goes i was just really happy it was your first episode you didn't say fucking <laughs> and awesome. of course i've ruined that now yeah. for this one so sorry mom yeah um no i i love that <laughs> I, i'm gonna keep it
1: a little tame because I, I think my mom will be the first listener to this excellent podcast. but, uh, <laughs> but um what was i what was i saying oh, i don't
0: know man um you were talking you're talking about oh, gary, <laughs> gary v yeah gary v, the, <laughs> the
1: thing with gary v he says a quote and I, I had it on my phone for a while he says micro speed macro patience yeah um and that's the philosophy i'm trying to adopt micro speed so hey you got to work with a sense of urgency. I hate when people tell me, and I know you just did, but usually in a different format, I, I hate when people tell me that I'm, I'm so young and I have so much time and I, I try never to tell people that you're, we're going to blink and we're going to be 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, I always work with a sense of urgency. In fact, every single day, I'm literally going through my day, asking myself and everything I, I do, is this taking me closer to where I want to be? And yeah. I, I'm not even kidding. That's not even a stretch. Like, you know, because uh, if you're not, then you're going backwards. It's, you don't
0: remain neutral. You're either going forward. or You're going
1: backwards. 100%. Don't even the movies, that. the people that know me, even the movies I watch. I need them to teach me something. They have to have some sort of life lesson behind it. That might be a bit excessive, but it's just the way I I am. But micro speed work with urgency um, because that is super important. And you're not gonna get very far if you don't have that micro speed. But macro patience on a bigger scale, you gotta take a deep breath and realize that if you put in that micro speed, it is gonna fall into place and it is gonna happen. If you can't relax and be patient, it'll actually sabotage, uh, the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, I'm trying to just have patience and, and work at a good speed and, uh, life is about, man, you gotta go, you gotta fail. Um, you know, and it's, we've all heard it before, but it's so prevalent. and It's never been more pertinent to me now, but you know, you learn more from your mistakes. Then, uh, and your failures, then you do your successes. And Absolutely. I just heard Pitbull, I was listening to a pod. Pitbull's a fascinating he's guy, he's on a podcast now. Yeah, he's on a, the new Tony Robbins podcast. Oh, he's man. There's unbelievable. too many,
0: there's too much good <laughs> stuff out there. But to your point, Pitbull you, you either win in life or you learn. There's never
1: losing unless you give up. 100%. The way Pitbull said it, by the way, research I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his music, but Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide is literally Mr. Worldwide, he is a genius. This guy is. And he is very into personal development. He's got his stuff together, came from a very, very tough place. Great story. But he says he said, you don't make mistakes, mistakes make you. Right. You know, and I like that. It's um, good. Yeah, and it's 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 so true. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, and ultimately I, I now understand why, you know, 99% of people who want to build a business or be entrepreneurs end up not achieving what they want to achieve because it's hard. It's like, terrifying. It, it's so terrifying. It's very hard. And I didn't realize the true risk you take building a business like I, I did until it was all gone. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of risk. And, you know, I get why some people would go through this and not want to. You know, it's funny. My mom, I met with my mom shortly after. And she like, Kayla, why don't you just go get a job for a little bit? <laughs> Mom, you don't even know me at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. How dare you, mom? And I, 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 literally, I just looked at her, and I, all I could say was, "Mom, it's not in my blood." <laughs> you know, I, it is not in my blood, and there is nothing wrong with getting a job, and and it's just not me. It's not my. I'd rather be a broke business owner um, than be someone making, you know, a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, I need to control my day. I need to control my circumstances, and um, that, to me, is the most important. So you know. dude amazing I'm so grateful that
0: you came here super appreciative really happy that you know your story your lessons can be applied to anyone really I've learned from you anyone can and I know people are going to be really excited to see what you do next but who gives a shit about them all that matters is that you're happy with what you're going to do next and I'm excited to see it um and for other people who I know are curious cause you're a popular social guy. So anyone who
1: doesn't know you already, where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah. So my, Oh my God, my, my Instagram, uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm, I'm very honored to be here and chain your weapon. You're going places <laughs> in life and, and I don't know you extremely well, but I, I'm really excited about your path going forward and I hope Thanks, we can man. continue to connect. And, um, I'm again, honored to be on the podcast. I do also want to do a quick thank you, um, to, I want to thank all the people who were involved with TMP, uh, whoever invested in TMP, whoever believed in TMP, whoever liked a TMP photo, uh, literally anything, uh, doesn't matter who you are, if you were involved in any way, my team, I had an absolutely incredible team that uh, helped me take the business to where it ultimately uh, got to in its in, in its success and um, uh, clients uh, unbelievable community and I just want to thank everyone involved and I want to make sure that they understand how uh, appreciative I am and and uh, just blessed I feel to have met them and have them invest in True. me in my, yeah. my business um, Good for you so for saying that. thank you and yeah so I just want to make sure that was said and uh, I guess where where do you find me uh, Instagram uh, is at kaylor bets yeah Um, K-A-Y-L-O-R dot B-E-T-T-S. You got it. Um, That's probably what I'm most active on. I will be honest, I'm struggling to find out my voice right now Mm -hmm. um, because my old voice, a part of my old voice is gone. Yeah. Um, So I'm right now just kind of planning on my approach for my kind of personal brand story that I want to portray on Instagram. So. I'm becoming more and more active. But, go real. Um, that's my advice. Just go yeah, real. Yeah, I gotta don't I, think about it. Just do it. Advice. Document it's, it. it. It's great advice, Shane. Document. Don't create. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I I appreciate that. I gotta start doing that more. I recently just went on Twitter and I'd love more followers. So you gotta change your handle though. What? Is, yeah. What is it? What's, I was looking you up. It's Kayler Kay,
0: something something TNP. So we gotta Oh cha- no
1: no no that's my old Twitter. Oh what do you I, got? I couldn't delete that account. So if anyone knows how to delete a Twitter <laughs> account, DM me. <laughs> Perfect. Least, because I need to delete that. But no, my new one. Where you can find the most earth shattering tweets on a daily basis. Oh,
0: you're building this up. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> at Kaler.
0: At Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You just, I just flipped it. it. It's very scientific. You yeah. don't even have a profile picture yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to follow you, though. Yeah. <laughs> at K- at bets Kaler hasn't yes. tweeted. All right, everyone on. everyone, follow Kaler yeah. on Instagram and follow him on Twitter. Tweet the poor guy because yeah, his profile guy is guy pathetic right, right, right now.
1: Po- Maybe you can consult me. Shane. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and then follow Shane Fenn. Yeah. Shane Fenn. Uh, <laughs> um, where else can you uh, my email? I, I'm going to get my email because I want people to contact me if you want to connect or, or talk. Yeah, it's Betts at Gmail dot com. Fire me an email. My Facebook is just kaylor Betts. I'm really easy to find because no one has that name on Facebook. And he's anymore. a real pretty dude. So well, I, Adam, I'm, I'm no trying to keep what. up to you, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's where you can find me. And uh, please reach out. I love connecting with people. Awesome. That was an hour, man. Amazing. We've been here for poor Ethan out there. He's setting Amazing. up his cameras and That's awesome. we'll get him in here.
0: All right, Kayla, thanks so much for coming in. I look forward to uh, hooking up with you in the future and seeing what happens. Thanks, Shane. Cool, man. I really appreciate it. Take care, it. buddy. I guys, I really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for the support. You can help me out by subscribing, by sharing my channel, and also let me know who you guys want to hear from.